Welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast. <laughs> yeah, so um, guys, we got the bubbly flowing and some snacks to boot because we want this to be casual and fun and I don't know, like it would be maybe like you're actually hanging out with a friend at home, right? Yeah. So I'm going to crack my yeah, up. Yeah, let's do Come it. Come on. And you've never had blackberry before, right? No, I don't think I have. I'll try it. Yeah, this is like the bubbly taste challenge. It's bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't disappoint, right? <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. Awesome. So uh, I just want to kind of frame for people like how we know each other and how this kind of got started um, so people know where we're kind of at in, sure. in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so first off, how do you know me? Well, uh, my boyfriend, James, he plays a game called Warhammer, and it's a tabletop strategy game. Uh, very unique, and uh, you guys have played for quite a while, and uh, you are a commissioned painter, as I understand, and you were kind enough to teach James how to paint, and I know you guys have had some amazing times and conversations and spent a lot of time learning about each other and the game. And <laughs> Yeah, we definitely do and, that. And uh, fortunately, you and I have met a few times throughout yeah. this. And do you remember the first time you hung out? Yeah, we went to a vegan restaurant <laughs> and ate a vegan Big Be surprised, Mac folks. At Be Doomies surprised. when it was still open. Yeah. And these guys uh, decided that it would be nice to take me to a vegan restaurant because I am on the vegan scale. And uh, we had a great burger that yeah, night. Yeah, it was Look, a great that burger. That food was amazing. It was good times, good conversation. Yeah. Like, we just had fun. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. And since then, we've hung out in parks, you know, once and... Yeah, I met your family. And yeah. They're lovely. And we did Jackbox once. Yeah, we did. And, but that's about it, right? Yeah, not not, not yeah. a ton. Yeah, so just kind of slowly meeting over the last, I don't know, year or two maybe, mm-hmm. um, but hung out maybe less than a handful of times. Yeah. How many of those times have we talked about faith? I think it's come in conversation every time we've hung out, but not for an extended period other yeah. than one conversation that we had, which I told you... Uh, just a couple stories yeah. of a friend of mine and stuff. Yeah. I think. So cool. it's so, not something that we just lead with because <laughs> it's not the nature we of our relationship. To talk right? about it or something. It's not the nature of our relationship. Yeah. No. Awesome. Um, and so, so for you guys, like this is, I get it. It's a little bit of a contrived scenario, right? Like yeah. we're having somebody in the point is to talk about faith and we're trying to encourage and show you guys how to talk about faith. So I get that a little bit of this is contrived cause we've set this up intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we're not best of friends. We haven't had the faith conversations a million times. Like we're not experts at this. So we're just going to do our best and have fun and see where it goes, right? Yeah, why not? Um, yeah. One of my, uh, I really enjoy hanging out with your boyfriend, James, because we get to go to Las Vegas together. I know. This is like a thing. It's a yearly trip that you guys get to do. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I've heard all the fun stories and, you know, you don't go there to necessarily win, but you go to just play a game that you absolutely love. I, I mean, how do you even feel about going to Vegas? It's like known as the city of sin. Yeah. How do you feel about being in your position as a man of faith? Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. So uh, 
there's obviously all sorts of opportunities for crazy stuff to happen, Mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and, you know, you take like 6,000 guys, uh, put them in one place and in a city like that and say, once you're done doing the most innocent thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did we mention that they play with figurines? They're like figurines. Some of them are big. I like Mortarian's a pretty big model. Yeah. There's a couple of these models that are really big, but I'm they, surprised you know his name. I know a lot about Warhammer. <laughs> I try to be a good girlfriend, you know, and yeah. know about these things. No, it's an interesting game. It's, uh, you got to use your brain. So I respect that. Um, but it's, yeah, they, there's like little models that you guys paint yeah. and spend hours on. That's right. That's so from the most innocent thing in the world innocent. to you then leave the conference hall yeah. and you're in maybe the opposite of that on the outside. Right. And, uh, and for me, I think a big part is it just breaks my heart. And, you know, you kind of mentioned, uh, before the camera turned on and everything, how you've been there as well. And you kind of had an interesting experience. Yeah. Too. I went one time and I, I truthfully will never go back. I just felt, I felt sad. I mean, I understand it. Everybody's having a great time. It's amazing shows and, and lights and beautiful, you know, hotels. And I mean, there's just so much fun to be had. I get that. But I think for me, the thing that struck me was like, you could spend so much money in that city and maybe it's not a huge deal to people who maybe have that money to spend, but it, the amount of money that is spent in that city could save the world in yeah. one weekend. You know what I mean? It, it could time. really, really save the world. And I mean, I'm, I'm imagining the city's pretty much shut down right now. Yeah, definitely the entertainment industry as a whole is going to be struggling, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe that's a good thing. And maybe this will be a good time globally for a lot of people to reset. Yeah. And I love what you said, right? Like, what are the things that we kind of aim ourselves at? Like, why do we find satisfaction in that type of entertainment? And I love what you, you put it like this before you said, uh, we're so easily willing to invest in this kind of entertainment, but we could so easily invest in people. I was like, oh man, that's so good. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it seems crazy to me that you're willing to put all your money, your hard earned money that you've spent years and time and every day going to work, you're willing to go throw that all away on a game Mm -hmm. that makes you feel good for what, a couple hours? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) If, yeah, yeah, if If you're conscious for that long. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then, you know, you're not willing to say, turn around and make donations to a food bank or to help Mm -hmm. your neighbor who is struggling or, you know, spend that much money just lifting somebody else up, yeah. investing in somebody else. Yeah. It's so before crazy. we, before we start to sound like too judgmental people, right? Like, what do you think undergirds that for you? Like why, why have that worldview? Why have that perspective? Like, what have you kind of learned along the way to, to bring you there? Um, I think that I, I don't think it's like a pessimistic view. I just view a bit of human nature is like we are kind of selfish in, in a certain way. And when we think about, especially money, I think it's like, mm. a, it's mine. It's got like a big hold, right? Yeah, yeah, it's mine. I made that. I earned it. I will do whatever I want with it. Right. Hey, I get it. We work so hard. And I think that that's the silver lining to all of this really awful thing, like awful situation that we're in with the virus and everything is that we're having the time to slow down and reevaluate 
where we are. Is that job the one that we want? Yeah. Is, have I been spending enough time with my family the way that I want to? You know, did I? Because now you're stuck with them. Now you're or, stuck with them. <laughs> you now we're faced with a lot of challenges, yeah. but a lot of goodness as well. I think if we can at least look at the silver lining of it. Yeah. I mean, we don't get a chance to do that, do we? Much? No. Because, like, so a couple of things you said that I, that I really love. One, Um, well, I mean, it's sad that it's like this, but when you said people are selfish, right. And it's, uh, I think for a long time for me, as I was journeying, um, just through life and, and thinking about larger things for the first time, purpose, meaning my answer before would have been like, no, that's not right. People aren't selfish. People are good, you know, (laughs) like, and as long as I'm a good person, then everything would be good. Mm. And I was like, it was a big moment of realization when I actually, uh, was able to open my heart up to the selfishness that really was there. Um, and that transformed a lot of things Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other thing you said was, uh, moments like this in history are moments of big realization. Like from my perspective, I think God uses it for something like, Mm -hmm. no matter how it came about, right? For sure. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the reason is. I don't, you know, what do you, what do you say? Did God start this? Did Satan start this from the faith side of it? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't try to figure that part of it out, Mm -hmm. but I think, um, I don't think it's for us to really maybe figure out. No, exactly. I think that's kind of what, I think that's kind of why I stand so, um, I don't even know what the term is like unknowingly about faith and, Mm -hmm. and what I necessarily believe in because it's kind of like, it's, part of me feels like, well, maybe it's not for me to know. It's just for me to go through life and go through the motions and try to be, you know, as good of a human as you can be and loving and kind and forgiving and all the wonderful things that yes, the Bible teaches. But I think that for me, it's like, eh, these opportunities in life really show human nature. Mm. We are seeing a lot of good out of it. Sure. Right. And whether that's from a faith perspective or just, you know, the universe yeah. handing us something, an opportunity. Sure. Yeah. I mean, as a human, no matter what you believe, as long as you sort of take the good from it, turn it around and try to give it back. I think that's where at least yeah. I know you and I, we can we can become good friends because we both have that mentality. Sure. Just giving back, loving. Yeah, yeah. Being kind. And I, and I think it's a good place to start, right? Especially as like, uh, I don't know what might be out there. So mm-hmm. I don't know how to define it. And so mm-hmm. if, if good's coming, I at least recognize that we're kind of in this together. So maybe I should give good, right? So I think there's, there's something honest about that um, from, from, from my perspective. Uh, and I think the first time I read the Bible, I was like, whoa, what is going on in this thing, right? It's like a God who's actually interacting. Like I couldn't even conceive of that. Yeah. Right. And so maybe when, when it's said like that, like the universe hands something, I'm like, man, the first time I went through that, I was like, whoa, if this is that thing that's happening, Mm -hmm. that hand, it's like, that changes a lot. Right. And so, but it's hard to get there. And Mm -hmm. I I totally get that. But, Mm -hmm. um, you, you mentioned you had a story cause you kind of, uh, some kind of realization at a very young age, and maybe this is a good time to talk about it because it's maybe put you in in this more honest place where you're kind of open, wondering, trying. So. Well, I was raised with um, faith as 
something that, you know, you're, my my father, my grandfather, you know, there was always a Bible in the house. There was always, what would, what would Jesus do, you know, in a certain situation WWJD? thrown at you? Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it was, it was. Did they have the bracelet? No. Did, okay. 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 They don't, did they exist back then? <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did, like, I came to faith as an adult, right? Yeah. So I hear about these kids with the WWJD bracelets and like, what was it? The nineties? I don't even know. But anyway. I don't know. I don't, I think I've even heard of it. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, so I was raised in that environment where we didn't necessarily go to church. It wasn't a practice thing all the time, but it was. We were very much aware of the lessons. Okay. I, I think I was try. I was instilled with the lessons. Right. And I remember when I was a, a kid and uh, we went camping and we would go camping for months at a time, like a one what? to two months at a time. My parents, we just loved being in nature and in the wow. woods. And my dad's biggest thing was you know, this is my church. Nature is my church. Sure. Being one with nature and in, in the middle of nowhere, you know, was how you come back down to earth. So we would spend as much time as we could out in nature just to humble yourself, sure. bring you back down. I think that's really beautiful. I, I love it. And I still, to this day, I know that when I'm feeling stress or anxiety, I just need to go outside and put my feet in the grass mm. kind of thing and feel rooted and grounded again. Yeah. And when we were... I was young, I think 13, 14 years old, had my first boyfriend. Come on, girl. Dad yeah. was like, here we go. We're going to the woods. There's no With cell the service. Nope. There's no, no cell okay. service out there. There's no communication. There's nothing. Yeah. And I'm angry, you know, because. Because <laughs> you're 13. I, I don't hear my boyfriend. <laughs> you know, you're all sad. And uh, we go out camping and I'm sulking for at least the first, you know, four or five days. Yeah. And it got to the point where my dad got up one day, he looked at me, he's like, I'm going to go catch some fish. You're staying here. And if you're not out of your mood, by the time I get back, I'm taking to your grandparents. I love my grandparents, but back then that wasn't like the most fun thing. Right. You're going to get put to work on a farm. Ah, yeah. You're going to get put to work. <laughs> so you're like, no, I don't want to yeah, go to grandma. Got to build a stone fence. Yeah, I got to water. Yeah, gotta, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Farm, yeah. grow gardens and stuff. And so I was sitting there and I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, I have been a little brat, you know, what am I going to do? So I start building the fire for the night. I'm like, on. I'll get it all prepped. I'll get all the kindling in and I'll set it all up so that we can just light the fire. And I'm just trying to distract myself at this point. And I just yeah. remember, um, I was chopping a log and I looked up for some reason and this has happened to me twice in my life. And I, I don't know if we'll have time for the other story, but we sure. can talk about it another time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a vision Okay. Yeah. Um, in the clouds. All right. No joke. Sure. I was chopping this piece of wood. I looked up and I saw a fish. Like it was a giant shape of a fish in the clouds. All right. And I'm like, all right. It was kind of weird. Keep doing my thing, whatever. I look up a couple minutes later and there was something that was quite similar to the shape of a quad. Like a, a four, 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 a four wheeler. wheeler. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Right. And I remember going, oh, you're a funny guy, right out loud. <laughs> okay, yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I'm thinking, and I stopped, and I was like, you know what? This is a sign. Mm. Something, I gotta, I gotta get on the quad, and I gotta go find my dad. Like, something is going on. Something possessed me. Not enough. find the fish. You'd go find dad. Dad, because right. dad, fish, sure. it's gotta be, something's going on. Okay, yeah. So I did. Yeah. I, uh... 
I went and found him. <laughs> and as soon as I found him, he had his line stuck in a tree. Fishing line. His fishing line. Okay. He'd been fishing in this little spot. Yeah. And he had his line stuck in a tree. So I had to climb the tree and get it out for him, of course. And uh, we both walked and we sort of chatted. And I apologized for, you know, my attitude and stuff mm. like that. And everything was all good. And all of a sudden we look over. We'd just been walking through the woods, like along the river. We fly fish. So it's stream fishing. So you're walking that like wet miles up to miles. here? Yeah, depending. Yeah. I okay. mean, if it's hot out and stuff and you don't really care about your clothes, like just sandals and shorts. Just and go stuff. for it. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. We looked over and there was a pretty deep hole beside us. Mm. So we both decided he would take one end, I would take the far end, and we both try to fish this hole. <laughs> well, it was, it took us about a half an hour, but he kept getting bites, massive bites. Fish, okay. Yeah, yeah. on his line. On his line. Yeah. Not his body. No, yes, <laughs> on his line, sorry. Yes, he kept casting and reeling in and getting pretty big bites. Uh -huh. And then all of the sudden, I was standing at the other end and I see his rod just completely bow, all snap in half. And he's like, Sarah, I I've caught, caught a whale. A whale. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. I've caught a whale. Nice. Get over here. So it was like this rush of a moment I don't even know how to explain it where I like throw my rod on the bank and I'm running along the bank side and trying to get to him I think I might have fallen would mm -hmm. make sense and he starts reeling this thing in but there's nowhere to go it's a, a hole there's nowhere to really reel this thing in so we're like what are we gonna do he had his hip waders on luckily so he gave me whatever would like he didn't need and he starts walking into this hole slips branch goes into his leg he's oh still goodness. holding on to this thing like this is like an epic moment yeah, of yeah. our lives yeah um and uh he keeps going along the bank and we got it far enough that he was able to literally fling it out of the water and i caught it in the air and <laughs> football tackled this fish no I feel like I'm watching a movie right now. For, I'm like, yes. popcorn. Like. <laughs> yes, one interesting story. <laughs> and it was huge. And yeah. I was young, and I'm pretty small now still, yeah. but I was a lot smaller. It Massive. I would yeah. say two to three feet. And he was fat. Yeah. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and we were like, the fish or what are we going to do? The fish. <laughs> we looked at the fish. We yeah. looked at each other, you know. Yeah. Uh, wait, what are we going to do? And I was like, well, you know me, like, I, you don't, we can't kill this thing. Like, sure. it's beautiful, majestic. Yeah. Um, and, but I, then we kind of, like, sat there for a second. This poor fish is flopping around. We're trying to make a decision. And I was like, but you know what? Like, my grandparents were coming out the next day. I was like, you know, grandpa would just love to eat this eat fish okay. and be so proud of us. So, yeah. okay, we'll do it. And so I ran into the woods, eyes shut, ears like this. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, you kill it, just do what you gotta do, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so yes, we did end up taking the harvest of that. But point of the story is my vision took me there. Yeah. I would never have gotten on the quad. I would never have found him and literally caught a massive fish. Yeah. And that was one of those moments in my life where I was like, whatever's out there. Sure. There's something that is giving me, that gave me that gift, that mm. sign to have a moment. A, I'll never forget. B, I'm able to share it with other people and C, it's, you know, it, it shows you that there's yeah. something 
bigger than all of us. And I, that was like a really profound moment. And then I had a, something happen that was another cloud vision, like a year later, Hmm. haven't had them since, but, um, that something came to fruition for me. Yeah. So where do you like, that's wild. It, it, like it was so much fun yeah. and so crazy. And I cooked the fish for everybody mm. and it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was delicious and beautiful. Yeah. Still even just bad. for, <laughs> even, even just for like, I'm listening to the story and I'm like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, Oh God, you know, that's such a cool moment. Like, I don't know what the meaning is. I don't know what, you know, what that was for. If that was, if that was you that, you know, would have mm-hmm. given that to you, right. The vision and stuff. And but I'm like, what a cool moment just to be with your dad. I think and that's what it was all about is that yeah. he was given a sign to get, come back down to earth and come back down to reality and what's important, which mm. was creating a bond and, and, yeah. and being one with Cause at my that point you were environment. Yeah. Like you were at headway with, you know, your dad mm-hmm. and it took something to soften your heart and to just open the floodgate for a relationship to mm-hmm. and reconciliation and love to like dominate again. Yeah. And that was a good, that was one of those moments where we really connected Yeah, and had so much amazing experiences after that. Yeah. That was like, I was literally tearing up at one point. Cause I was like, ah, like, um, my relationship with my parents was, was really broken for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, part of me, as you're going through, it was like, ah, I wish I had moments like that with my dad. And, um, and then like a big part of our relationship, like you had four or five days of it. I had like four or five years of that where it was just bad. I didn't even talk to them, yeah. you know? And, uh, guitar making was actually a big part of me and my dad. Once we finally, once I shed a lot of my pride and attempted reconciliation, that was the step forward for me, mm-hmm. um, to really see, okay, like, could we try this again? Could we, like, what could it be if we, if we tried to put our pride aside and prioritize the relationship? And this was after your faith, after you discovered your faith? This is, oh man. So for me, this journey is almost right alongside it. So like, if I start going to church, Mm -hmm. um, is like just a little bit after I go back to their door with a bouquet of flowers for the first time after years. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and now looking back, part of that story, which is why I love the, the beautiful moment with you and your dad, is um, as I was reconciling with my parents, it was, it was like my faith journey side of it was God was trying to reconcile with me. Yeah. So for a Christian, we say like, God is a heavenly father, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like the heavenly father was using my earthly father to show me who he really was and what it looks like if I could shed my pride to reconcile with him. And it's such a big thing, hey, us uh, dropping our egos mm. in order to sort of see the truth. Yeah. Not only in ourselves, but with others as well, right? Yeah. I think it's a, that's a good lesson. Yeah. For sure. So you, so you have your story and experience, like, and that, like, so you, what are you thinking in terms of what's out there? Like, how would you, obviously, still pretty, like, undescribable at this moment, maybe, or? I'm a... Mm, I'm a, and you and I have touched on this a little bit. I'm a very energetic person. So for me, energy fuels me. Energy Mm -hmm. is sort of what I guides me and uh, I, it's tough 
it's really difficult sometimes because of the energies that I do get. I have to learn how to filter. I have mm -hmm. to learn how to protect myself. Um, empathy is like probably the biggest term I would use. Sure. I, I think that there's an energy to, to every th living thing on the planet. And I think mm -hmm. that once we sort of are able to pick up on those energies, it allows us to access into ourselves and seeing a bigger picture. Sure. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of guides me. I am, I'm, I, I say universe, like whatever the universe kind of gave me as a generalization because I don't really know. Yeah. And I think that that's okay. I, yeah. I don't really spend much of my time thinking about, um, the, maybe the bigger questions people ask of, you know, what's going to happen to me? What, what happened before me? Why am I here? It's not that I'm not interested and I am, mm -hmm. I, I, it's not that I want to be ignorant to it either, but I find for me personally, there's just far bigger questions, um, to ask within my lifetime. Yeah. Um, not that I, like I said, not that I don't care. I do, yeah. but I don't want to dwell on it. <laughs> yeah. It, I think that it just seems so unreachable. Yeah. It's I like, think it's, uh, it's fear too, right? Sure. Maybe. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's scary to think about. Yeah. But. I, and, and, um, we were talking about this last week cause Missy and I were kind of sharing our stories, what it was like to, uh, come to faith as an adult. Um, and when I say come to faith, I mean like explicitly, Jesus, God of the Bible, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, like why we landed there and you know, what were some of the experiences? What was that journey like? Um, but, uh, a big part of it was like, I don't even know how to talk about this stuff. <laughs> like, I don't have categories for what's the meaning of life. Like I don't have categories for like what, you know, and at, you know, the early stages of my life too, is like, how do you, as a young person, like, I don't even, you ask me, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? So you can pick what college and university you want to go to. Like, how do you even answer that question? Yeah. Let alone the God of the universe, you yeah. know? Uh, so what settled yeah. you on Christianity out of any other religion that you could have delved into? Like why, why yeah. this one? Yeah. So it's, it's a long journey, yeah. uh, obviously. Um, it, uh, part of it happened in a very short period of time, but, uh, um, there's a bunch of different facets to it. So I'll cut to the chase on one part of it. Sure. It's like, I felt like literally God spoke to me. And so kind of, kind of like a moment like you had, mm -hmm. right. Um, for me, it was actually more like an audible voice, um, yeah. for the first time, just riding the TTC, um, kind of pondering all these things. I'd, I'd started going to this church and being with people who were comfortable talking about these larger than life things. Yeah. And they were just way better at having the conversation because me and my idiot friends at the bar, we could always barely scratch the surface. Right. <laughs> um, and so that was really compelling. I could be in a safe environment to just explore and ask those questions mm -hmm. and kind of discover like, Oh yeah, you know, this makes, and, and this is where the cerebral part of it comes into play where it's like, okay, I'm starting to build categories for how to think about these things. And, you know, I have a better understanding of what meaning is possibly and purpose and God, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. If you say the word God, what do you mean? Do you mean an impersonal force? Do you mean, uh, you know, do you mean an active player in the game of life right here? Like, you know what I mean? I just wouldn't have had the ability to come up with a variety of answers. Right. So a lot of, you know, got to catch up on the conversation that people have been having for thousands of years a little bit, you know? Um, and then, uh, but really the, 
So some of those big building blocks were falling into place. Uh, I started reconciling with my parents. I started journeying with a community that was really different. Mm-hmm. I'd never really seen people who their the point of them being together was to build each other up, to um, to love each other well, but to also love people who they don't even know strangers, their neighborhood. Like they're so focused on that stuff. Um, like most of the time for me, hanging out with people was like especially my idiot guy friends is like, let's tear, tear each other down as much as we can. And yeah. whoever's the best at it is the funniest. And that's uh-huh. like the goal, right? Uh-huh. You know, you know, <laughs> uh, especially you work in the film industry. I'm sure you see that stuff all the time, right? Oh yeah. Um, and so, so a lot of things I was journeying through all that. And it really came the moment God spoke to me for the first time I was riding the subway and I just said, Jesus, this is crazy talk. Like, did you really come down? Like, are you really God who came down to be with us? Like, that's crazy, but it makes the most sense to me right now. Are you real? (laughs) You know, like, and God, how does that, I don't even get how God, Jesus, what's the difference? What's the same? I don't know. But are you real? (laughs) You know? Right. All the questions. And I'm bawling because I'm like feeling the weight of life. Just like, oh, I thought I was a good person. Maybe I'm not actually. All this selfishness stuff we were talking about, like, mm-hmm. man, I've heard these people and these people, all for my own gain. It's like all coming in, this weightiness of life just pressing me down. And I'm like alone by myself on a subway, uh. bawling as a 20-year-old man, right? Yeah. Which is not something you do on the subway as a 20-year-old man. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I asked this question. It's like the, you could call it a prayer almost, right? Like, yep. God, are you really real? Um, and he just said, yes. <laughs> And that's all. So I immediately got off the subway, called the pastor of this weird church that I was going to. Not weird. It was just old and yeah, a lot yeah. of old people, white hair. Um, and I was like, I think I just prayed. I don't know if I'm ever going to do that again. That was terrifying. But can we talk about it? You know? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, chicken wings and beer. Let's go. I'm like, that is, that's my wavelength. Chicken wings and beer. Yeah. <laughs> so now we can talk. And that kind of really started a, a more. And he was able to shed some light for you and uh, make you feel. I don't, I don't even, like, I couldn't even tell you anything he would have said in particular. Yeah. Anything that he would have done. But actually, from that moment, I got really terrified. Because he started texting me and being like, hey, you want to get baptized? I'm like, whoa. He's right, 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 right. <laughs> That's really religious, you know? Let me take know? this at my own pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this, at this point, I run off to Australia to do my marketing degree and escape and... But it followed you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's where things really came. Yeah. Came to the headway. That's good. So. Okay, cool. So there's like some pieces there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And have you done like a lot of research on other religions and, and just so you can sort of talk about the differences and relate to people and things like that? Yeah. So through that journey, that cerebral part where it's like, how do we even have this conversation? Like, how do I even understand this? Um, some of those things started to come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, I'm definitely not an expert in all religions, you yeah. know, but uh, understanding basic categories was helpful for me. Yeah. Right. So let's just start off with like, you know, monotheistic stuff. And then like, you know, Buddhism is kind of in this category of unknowable, impersonal mm-hmm. force even. Could you say that about Buddhism? I don't know. Right. Like, um, and then Hinduism, like lots of gods, right? So there's a thing with yeah. that um, and pleasing each of them to make sure you get the thing you need from yeah. that god, right? Yeah. And all this. So kind of broad stroke, figuring out the big pieces um, was helpful to start. 
Have you ever had anybody get like super angry with you uh, during a conversation about <laughs> religion? Uh, there, not really, but I've been at tables where it, it comes up and I'm trying to keep it a reasonable conversation. And you can tell there's people who aren't used to having the conversation that get heated with each other. Yeah. I'm like, this is weird. You guys are on the same team, but you're fighting with each other. <laughs> About how it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. That's what I always found kind of crazy, I think, is that we were trying to, I mean, you're trying to learn something that's on the outside seemingly so beautiful and great, and you're learning really valuable life lessons, but yet how many wars have been waged, how many lives have been lost, how much pain and suffering. And I think that, for me, is something that I just can't look past, is that how the selfishness and how crazy mankind has can be sometimes about it of of not being able to just sit down have civilized conversation and be like, well, I don't believe that. And, and, and you being, okay, that's your choice. And in a non-judgmental type of way, we have so much judgment for each other. Yeah. Big time. And that's a scary world to live in. It's, um, sad. Big time. And, um, like me saying what I'm about to say, doesn't fix any of it, but the church definitely has a lot to apologize for. Um, and I say broad stroke the church because I even really struggle with terms like that. Cause when I became a Christian, it was like either I inherited all these weird uncles, <laughs> you know, you're like, I guess they're part of the family. I don't know what to do with them, <laughs> but you know, yeah. um, I gotta, you know, try and love them. Like I would love anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like, Oh shoot. Like now I find myself in a position where I have to defend all this stuff that I'm like, I don't even, I don't even agree with any of that. Why do I have to feel, why do people try and put me up to defend some of that stuff? You know? Yeah. I think there's a philosophy that I've always tried to live by, which is that just because our forefathers did it doesn't make it right. Just because somebody did it in the past and it's been done for hundreds of thousands of years doesn't make it the right way. And it's okay to change that. It's okay to change the direction and the flow if that's the way you want your life to be. It's okay, I think, for um, like what you guys are doing where you, you... you teach people and and you're doing it in just a little bit more of a modern way. So it's not so, I don't even know how to buy the book. <laughs> like well, it is, but it, it yeah. it's in a modern way that we can all live with. Yeah. That, we don't, we don't like funny hats. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's less like, yeah. cause we're all individuals. We're all different. Yeah. We're all going to follow this stuff a little bit differently. You yeah. can't fix, fit everybody into one box and say, this is the exact way it needs to be done. Yeah. Then you get rebels. (laughs) Yeah. So I love, I love that because, um, so in the Bible, there's this category of, of person. They're like, they're almost like a type, right? And so it's around like the Bible, there's the stories over thousands of years, right? But it's the exact time where Jesus is walking around. Mm -hmm. All right. And so imagine Jesus, like this is the, if I'll put some if statements on it, right? If Jesus is God, come to be with humanity to just show what God is like in the Mm -hmm. most clearest sense. Right. He comes down and all the people who say, yeah, like that God, right? We, we love that God. We're about that God. Yeah. Um, they're, they're starting to interact with that God face to face. This is Jesus, right? And they're called the Pharisees. Have you ever heard this word before? I have heard the word, yeah. Yeah, so they're like, everything that we hate about the word religion, they're like that person. 
<laughs> they're like, you know, they, they, I can picture a couple of them in my head. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can see some we faces right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, even, even outside of religion, you know, people who are just stiff necked, hard hearted, uptight, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. has to be my way. Right. It's a very, I would call it like a, like just a Pharisee heart, you know, but, uh, and so anyway, so they, they like capture the market on religion, you know, <clears throat> they're kind of like a denomination almost the like conservative side of it, you know, okay. um, in a, in a sense, it's not perfect categories, but good enough for us right now. Um, and they do things like really follow the rules. You know, this is the by the book part. Yeah. The problem with the Pharisees and what I would say religion is it goes beyond the book. Yeah. It in has to. all the worst senses. Other, uh, it has to, yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus comes on the scene. Yeah. And he has the biggest clashes with these types of folks. <laughs> right? And he, he, he comes into the place. This is like the temple, the Jewish temple. Mm-hmm. It's like the place that is supposed to be where God dwells among his people, right? The temple represents his presence. Um, The land that they're in represents his promise to like bless the whole world because God's like on this great rescue plan in the the Bible. This is the storyline of the Bible. Um, And they've like turned it into, uh, they're like selling stuff. They're exploiting people. And Jesus, this is a scene, I don't know if you've ever heard about this word, where Jesus just starts flipping tables over. And, you know, Christians especially don't talk about this part, but he has a whip and he's like whipping them out of the temple. And he's like, get out of my house. That's exactly what he said. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. This is my father's house. Yeah. Right. It's a place of prayer. Yeah. Um, And so I, that, I found that very compelling as I was reading it for the first time to be Mm -hmm. like, oh, Jesus hates religious people just like I do. <laughs> he loves them. He gives them an equal yeah. opportunity like everybody yeah. else. But some of that stuff, you just have to shut it down. Because um, is it, there's, isn't that circle back to what we were talking about? It's just the ego. Sure. You can be religious. You can believe in whatever you want. But if you have an ego, yeah, nobody's going to want to listen to what you have to say. Nobody's going to be inspired by you. Yes, yeah. there's a certain level of confidence that we need to have in ourselves as human sure. beings believe in yourself but as soon as it gets clouded with that ego that's that's the scary part i think yeah and i find that the the church especially in north america finds itself in that position a lot yeah um the and so the encouraging thing for me to come back to your question like why why christianity is inside the book i see the built-in mechanism to fix that Mm -hmm. which is that god is involved with his people and he's always trying to bring them back to himself. It's like, oh man, you know? So like, if, if, we, if we stay in this like posture of God, yes, whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want, like you know how it works because you made me from the inside out, um, then that's the place in which we, we see so much of that stuff mm-hmm. gone out of our life, you know? And I feel similar in regards to like <clears throat> what I was saying about the universe. Like I know personally when I... I don't pray necessarily, but I do vocalize things that I want and needs and being grateful, vocalizing your gratefulness and things. And and you do notice a shift, whether that is, um, you know, God's way of saying it's okay that you're not going to acknowledge me as God or do you know what I mean? Or whatever it might be. I, I've, I've changed my life quite a few times by just 
simply focusing on something and using my voice Mm. because I mean, I've just, I've done a lot of research on it and sound never stops traveling, which is a really unique fact. So somewhere out in the vast expanse, it's really noisy. So loud. Yeah. (laughs) Poor aliens. Yeah. Poor aliens. (laughs) They they hate us. Um, you know, it just, it's one of those things you, what you speak will come back to you eventually. The, the, the energy it's what I believe is the energy that you put out by what you say, it will come back to you in some way or another. Sure. Yeah. There, there may be some overlap there. I mean, we were talking about it a little bit before, um, before we kind of started all this, right. Um, I was saying life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in some sense, I'm not, I'm not necessarily about like, Oh, if you, if you speak, it's going to happen. Right. It's like, Oh my gosh, how many times no, you say something, you don't know what of happens. Course, right? Yeah. But in some sense, life and death, is here like it's you know energy yeah the the what you say how you treat people mm-hmm. the words yeah. the words are key because people people remember you by what you say sure and what you do yeah but a lot you know it's um how you speak yeah, yeah it's a huge huge thing right well you and i wouldn't be sitting here if we if Didn't i talk uh, yeah no i don't know if yeah. we well if we were not nice talkers to each other. Sure, that's sure. for sure. Yeah. If I like took this microphone and just smashed it over your head or something. <laughs> <Please don't. laughs> no, I've no. had a hard enough week. I know you have. Oh yeah. goodness. Um, Hey, this has been really good. Maybe we should end on that note. Yeah. Um, and just say, yeah, let's get better at this. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's get better at speaking to each other because speaking is going to lead to some kind of action. And, uh, and we hope, uh, we hope this is beneficial for you guys. Um, and I just want to say thank you again. Like, I had fun. Did you have fun? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So we got a lot more trail mix to eat yeah, here. Yeah, yes, here we go. <laughs> yeah. um, but I got you a thank you gift. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to grab that real quick. Okay. Yeah. So it's in a cheesy pink bag because we reuse these things. And uh, the only people in our house that get gifts anymore are our kids, you know, and not the adults. And so anyways. What? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so this is for you. Wow, um, that's so sweet. Thank there's, you. There's two things in there. Okay. Uh, there is a Bible. You can't come to church and not get a Bible. Okay. But Fair it's a, it's a special one. Um, it's one with uh, extra space in the side for you to write thoughts, uh, questions, even. So if you ever feel compelled to read it someday, you can pick it apart, write all over it, and uh, even put questions for us in there. You want to show people what it looks like? Sure, sure. Go for it. <clears throat> Look, guys. Oh, look at it. It's beautiful. Wow. Look at that. There you go. Leather. Wow, that's so beautiful. Thank you. I'm very grateful. Yeah. Now there's another thing in there. There's another thing? Yeah, so there's two things. Sorry for the crinkle in the mic. You're fine. (laughs) Do it. Um, There's a gift card to your favorite restaurant. (gasps) I want to ask you that. Vintage Thai. Vintage Thai, what's if up? If you haven't been to Vintage Thai and you love Thai food, go check it out. It's amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> you and James have a great dinner Aww. on us tonight. That's from our church family. Just That's to say so thank sweet. you for coming to hang out with us. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so let's call it there. Um, can I pray for us? 
Please Is that do. Cool? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, God, thank you. We could just be together and, uh, and do what your word says, which is hopefully bring life through our tongue to, um, this morning. And uh, would you just teach us all? Teach me, um, teach our church, uh, teach Sarah, teach everybody. How do we do this better? Like we just, we look out into the world and it's hard not to be absolutely heartbroken with the things that people do to each other and say to each other. And, uh, and God, we know that you want that to end. We know that uh, you're the most heartbroken of it. I can only imagine if my two daughters were at each other's throats and saying awful things to each other, how I would feel. And I just know that you feel that so much more, um, even than I ever could uh, for your own kids. And so um, may little things like this go a long way to to see uh, healing, life, and um and God, as we go into song, um, may we reflect uh, maybe even on what we've what we've used our tongue for this week. Did we use it for life or do we use it for death? And we just change our hearts um, uh, or encourage us or and, and then ultimately lead us into joy because you forgive. Um, you transform. And uh, yeah, we pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen. If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.